We are by the side of the river. Kithi, Luludia, Hofranka, Florica, my mother, and me. Scrubbing the laundry against flat stones in the rushing water. A heavy, colorless sky hangs against the earth, wrapping us in a bone-chilling mist. The water is icy cold and my hands are numb. I will not look at my auntie, will not acknowledge the arrangement she has made. They have agreed that Luca will come to call later this day, with a large dowry, no doubt. I stare at the threadbare fabric and do not see it, rub the harsh brick of soap against the grain with more vigor than necessary. I feel a jab in my side. Keithy elbows me again and I glance her way. She nods slightly, a quick uplifting of her chin. My eyes follow her line of vision to the far bank, and the soap slips from my hand. The large raptor circles high above the trees. Below, Boldo stands in the clearing, watching. Luludia pinches the tender underside of my arm hard. What are you sitting there for doing nothing? I do not allow the pain to show. I pretend she is a gnat, the rising welt a testament to my feelings for Boldo. She cannot make me look down. My jaw tightens. I am equal parts power and shame. The sound of their scrubbing slows as they gape at my insolence. Everyone except my mother, who stands suddenly. She stares at the ground. Water trickles around her feet. Her shoes are wet. It is not laundry water. Die! Her hands go to her belly and she groans. I forget about my smarting arm, about Luludia's anger. I forget about Boldo across the river. The baby is coming. It is too early and still the baby comes. Luludia takes charge. Florica and Keithy, see to the laundry. Hofranca, gather your midwifery satchel. You, Drina, bring your mother to the birthing tent. There is a chill in her voice as she addresses me. I take my mother by the arm and lead her away. Four steps and she doubles over. Her face is white, her lips thin with pain. She presses her eyes shut. Sinbari, Luludia says. The evil spirits know this child is Marime, unclean. She is in their grasp. Quickly, move her quickly. Scorpion, serpent. Eagle, I shove the thought away. The vice seems to release its grip. My mother can walk again. I find a tent at the back of the camp. The women drape the doorway, signaling the men to move away as the birthing begins. I settle my mother on a straw mattress covered with blankets. Luludia props a large sack of grain and a pillow behind her back. My die sits forward, her knees bent. Teardrops of sweat weep across her forehead, and her chest rises rapidly with each breath. Luludia swiftly snips the knots holding together my mother's clothing, this to ensure that the umbilical cord will not be twisted. Go bring some twigs and pine needles to make a small fire. Luludia's voice is a bit gentler, though she avoids my eyes. I go about it quickly, without chancing a glance back. In minutes, I return with a bundle of hastily gathered dried sticks and moss. 
We build the fire beneath a large ceiling flap to take away the winter chill and dampness. It smokes and sputters to life as another wave of agony grabs my mother. She groans. The guttural sound rises and narrows into a scream. Wide-eyed, she clamps her jaw, leans forward. I move toward her, not sure what to do. The curtained doorway opens and Hofranka fills it, a large embroidered leather satchel clasped beneath her huge breasts. Step away, girl, and let me see her. My mother has fallen back against the sack. Perhaps she has fainted. I bite my bottom lip, inch away. Hofranka is surprisingly gentle. She lifts my mother's skirts, lowers her undergarment, and spreads her legs.